Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is the Man Apart Podcast, Episode 8, and it's called Hammered, Chopped, and Burned. Oh, man, I uh, I got this story from a friend of mine who was in the military, and after hearing about what I was doing and the stories I was talking about, actually, it was multiple friends that sent me the story. Not just one. But this one particular friend said, hey, I appreciate what you're doing with the podcast. And I want you to do some research into this. See what you think as well. And I said, okay. And I really didn't even know that this story happened. I I, I don't even remember seeing it in the news or anything. Not to say, I mean, this was pretty much a, like a like a nationwide, almost worldwide covered story too. And it was about specialist Vanessa Again, a specialist finesse again. She is a Houston-born native, and she enrolled into the military uh, sometime around maybe 2018, 2019, I would assume. Uh, I can't remember the dates exactly, y'all. I try to I try to do some research before I do these episodes, and I promise y'all, I I, I see the dates. And I, when I, when it ends up coming to record, I, I end up drawing a blank. So just please forgive me on that front, please. Anyway, her story doesn't involve the normal scope of things that I cover as far as rapes, molestation, you know, pedophilia, or anything in those realms, but it's connected to it, just like it's connected to the to Miss Lady D's uh story that you heard in episode five and six. And that is how the military is handling our sexual assault, sexual harassment, and rape cases in our own military. It stunned me. To say the very least, it stunned me. I mean I was shocked, horrified. And I want to say that the only reason a lot of us are even talking about what's going on in the military with these type of cases is because of Vanessa Guillen. She was the match that lit that tender box and blew it all up. And realistically, it was her, it was her gangster family that did it. And I don't mean gangster as in criminal. I mean fucking gangster as the fact that she 
you know, that her mom and her sisters did not take no for an answer. I mean, it was just like, holy shit. They were literally protesting outside of Fort Hood every Friday and growing and growing and getting senators and congressmen involved on this case. So let's talk about this case. What made this case have national news and headlines? Well, Vanessa Guillen was working in the armory at Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. Where she worked alongside with a guy named Aaron Robinson. And Vanessa did try to talk to her superiors about the sexual harassment that she was enduring. Because when you go look up Vanessa, first off, very beautiful young lady. Uh, I mean, wow. Just, she was very, very pretty, very beautiful. And obviously, that's going to catch a lot of men's attention. Whether it be good men or bad men, it's going to catch their attention, right? That's just all there is to it. I mean, it's the world we live in. 20 years old, young, beautiful, uh, military woman. That's going to catch a lot of eyes. Just what it is. She worked alongside Aaron Robinson. Now, what was special about Aaron Robinson, or not really special, but what was unique and pertains to the case, was that while they were working together in the armory, Aaron Robinson allegedly was was hitting on Vanessa and sexually harassing her. But what came to be found out in their investigations was he was having an affair with a with another uh service member's wife on base. And that was Cicely Aguilar. I'm telling you all these names so you can remember for the story. Setting up all these players. Cicely Aguilar was married to a service member named Keon Aguilar. So from what the investigation found out. Was that. Vanessa. I think had. Was either arguing or talking to Aaron Robinson. And she just happened to see his phone and his background or, or whatever it was on his screen lock, whatever it was on his phone, had a picture of Cicely. And I guess she figured it out, put two and two together. I guess they all knew each other. I don't know. Because I, I, it, it, it's still kind of sparse on, on, the, on all the main connections as far as they, they talked about who you know who is what and everything like that but not really how she came to those conclusions because we can't ask her why we can't ask Aaron Robinson why because I'll tell you in a minute so they got into it I guess Vanessa was tired of being harassed by him and said hey I'm gonna go tell our superiors so Aaron Robinson in the armory took a hammer and beat Vanessa to death with it Now, this is where it gets from bad to worse. He then stuffs her body in a crate or a tote or or a duffel bag or something. Manages to get her off base. And while he's getting her off base, he's calling Cicely and saying, Hey, I just killed Vanessa. I need your help. 
So what does Cicely do? <laughs> Cicely says, all right, I'm going to help you. Because obviously she don't want her husband to find out. And she don't want her husband losing, I guess, their benefits. Because if you have an affair with somebody in the military, uh, I, from what I can understand and what I gather, you can be you know, discharged. I think maybe even dishonorably discharged. And that's not good for your for your life. That's not good for benefits. Uh, dishonorable discharges really screw up a lot of people. So obviously they were trying to protect that, which I don't think that's worth anybody's life, in my opinion. Nothing what they did was worth Vanessa's life. Sorry. And so, oh man, this is it, it, it gets grim. I'm, I'm trying to keep it as not as PG, but just just from my stomach turning squeamish, right? Because even I have a you know even I have a tolerance level. So, I think it was like maybe a day or two they had Vanessa's body. Cicely goes on Facebook Marketplace and starts asking around. To where to find the cheapest bags of cement. Now she did that because she didn't want to go on Google and search it on Google because then they could find out that she searched it on Google. Basically meaning like investigators in case she ever got caught. What a fucking dumbass. I try not to I try not to cuss and everything, but really guys, what a dumbass. How stupid are you? Now you have a posted public comment of what you're searching for. Like, nobody's going to find that out. But anyway, I digress. So they go. They get the cement. And they go out to the Leon River. Where they chop up Vanessa. Dismember her. Burn her remains. And then they, they take those remains and scatter them in about three to four different spots. Bury them. And cover them with concrete. Now that's just a clear. Clear sign. Of murder. And covering your tracks right. I mean it's. It, it can't You can't get no more guilty than that. I'm sorry you don't need a trial. To, to determine if you're guilty or innocent of a crime. Those were a lot of crimes that were committed. Against this lady. All because. Aaron Robinson was getting them some. By a married woman in the military. And when you actually go look up Cicely Aguilar. Um, her online presence. Looked good. She actually looked pretty decent. Then when you see her mugshot photo. The first thing you're going to be thinking. He risked, his, he risked everything for that? That's not to shame anybody's body or anything like that. This lady. Uh, you know. Basically helped buried. And burned and chopped up Vanessa Guion. So I really don't give a shit about her feelings. Because Vanessa doesn't have feelings anymore. Because Vanessa is no longer on this earth with us. Now this is where you're going to get a case of the red ass. So after I think about a day or so of Vanessa be, you know, becoming missing. Her family starts worrying about her. And then they start calling the base. And they're saying hey. We can't find Vanessa. We don't know where she's at. Is she on base? They start doing a check. I think like at, at 4 p.m. they do like a like a personnel check of some kind. And they can't find Vanessa. Her cell phone, her wallet, her keys to her car, everything's you know at the base. Everything's at her wherever her stations were at. 
they couldn't find nothing. And that was in, I want to say all this, all this kicked off at around the end of April in 2020. So you got to think this is around the height of, right around the height of the COVID uh, pandemic, right around the height of everybody, you know, trying to be safe, wearing masks and all that as well. And so not a lot of people were doing a lot of things because they were trying to minimize exposure. Because that's the only thing I could think of as far as how slow the military took it. But then the real truth of it actually gets found out. They dragged their feet for so damn long on trying to find this poor girl. Her mama, who's an absolute gangster, went because she's not a she's not an English speaking lady. She she's a uh, she's an immigrant from another country, from a Spanish speaking country. I don't I don't know if it was from Mexico or not, uh, but it was a Spanish speaking country. She was an immigrant from, and she went all over Spanish radio talking about how the military was one refusing to give them answers, which they were refusing to do any investigations, which they were. I mean, they even found, I think, what was it? And it was in late April, I think early May. This is why I was telling you about Cicely's husband, Keon Aguilar gets discharged from the military for, for other reasons. They won't, the military never disclosed. And in his discharge, he was telling them that Aaron Robinson killed Vanessa and buried her out somewhere with with my wife. Like, he was telling his superiors that, and they still didn't do jack shit. The man confesses to them that he knows where Vanessa is, or, or, or knows who killed Vanessa. They don't do anything. More feet dragging keep going on. But as the more they drug their feet, the army drug their feet, the more that Vanessa's sisters and her mother and her mother was just banging that war drum louder for them to do something. Tell just they they went. I mean, just the sheer number of the protest as this thing grew to find answers out. It got unreal. It got un, unimaginable. I mean, hell, there was up to I think four or five hundred people every Friday. At Fort Hood, protesting. It wasn't until I think they got the Secretary of Defense or the Secretary of the Army, or, or it was some kind of secretary or, or some kind of political figure. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I I'm trying to remember his name and it drew it a blank. He started investigating. Once this reached like nationwide coverage, then they start doing a real investigation. Now two months. After she's gone, after she's been murdered, they finally start an investigation. They go and they, they search the armory room where she was last seen. They find her blood. Two months later, they find her blood. They end up, all signs leading back to Aaron Robinson. And then they get Cicely Aguilar, I guess from Keon's testimony and his discharge, to start talking. And she starts talking to Keon on the phone, setting him up so she can get a plea deal. Great girlfriend, by the way, right? Great wife, great girlfriend. No loyalty whatsoever. You know, I couldn't expect no less. But I'm glad she wasn't loyal because then Aaron started admitting to what he was doing. 
And they had enough evidence to to go and pick them up and get them. Well, this is where they failed again, the military. They pick up Aaron. He finds out what he's getting arrested for. And he escapes custody. Not only does he escape custody, he goes on base. Or he, or he is on base when, when he escapes custody. He goes and finds a handgun. And he ends his life. Bam. That's the end. It's over with. It's done. <sighs> so now you're all you're left with is an angry mother, some angry sisters, a lot of pissed off people, some senators and, and politicians and congressmen that want answers, a military that won't talk, and Cicely Aguilar, the only woman that had any kind of connection to Vanessa, to Aaron Robinson, to what really happened. It wasn't until they actually pressured her and threatened her, I guess, with maybe life or the death penalty that she went and took them out to Leon River where they went to go find Vanessa's remains. Now, the investigator that went out there with them or, or, or one of the techs, it was somebody that was in charge over there, said it was the most sophisticated burial site that he's ever seen. I don't know what that means. I tried to look up to see what did he mean by that. Could, could anybody explain what that meant? To no avail. But apparently the way she was buried was so sophisticated. I, they, I guess what they were trying to do was to make sure no animals were digging up the remains, right? That's why you bury them with cement, cover the smell in case dogs come by, whatever the case may be. Or anybody curious to digging around is not going to want to dig around through concrete. They said that one of the remains was being partially dug up because animals did find the smell too and were trying to dig it up because that's charred meat. I know that sounds crude and, and, and insensitive to say that, but that's what Vanessa's body became, was charred meat. Animals are going to come to it. They're going to flock to it. So now, Cicely gets charged. They're putting, I think, 40 years to life on her on the table. I don't even know if she's, I don't, know, I don't even, I think she's about to be sentenced sometime soon in the future, or she already has been sentenced, so forgive me for not knowing that. But I want to tell you that story and how it connected with episode five and six. Vanessa did try to go and report her sexual harassment that she was experiencing that from either Aaron, Aaron Robinson or other men in the, in the base. And instead of taking care of the problem, they put Vanessa up in the armory to be quiet. Not a glamorous post, not a, not a, not a great job, right? Nothing where you can move up and move your career up, I guess. And because of her death, because of her sisters, because of her mother, it sparked a revolution. And when it was all said and done, because of how grossly negligent the, the chain of command was there at Fort Hood, 14 top officers there. I don't know if it was any generals, but I think there was some, I think it was a colonel or two, and just high ranking officials there were fired. They were let go. They they were discharged. They were done. Stick a fork in them. 
they had, I think at that one base, over 160 cases of sexual harassment and rape that people were scared to report because they knew the retaliation that's happened to service members in the past. I'm going to tell you that sometimes the retaliation is far more extreme than what's even being reported. Like, they go to the far opposite end to make sure to shut anybody up, and I don't understand that. I don't understand how some of these men who have children, like daughters, would do that to somebody else's daughter. Because these guys are older military men. They got to have kids. I'm sorry. They got to have daughters or nieces or sisters. You know, they definitely had mothers. We all had mothers. So I don't understand how anybody can treat a service member, especially a woman like that, when they go through these times. And I'm starting to get more and more cases of stories of people who were raped. Uh, There was gang rape stories. There's a lot of different things that are going on that went on in our military that a lot of normal people, people like myself, didn't even know. So, all I can say is that Vanessa started a revolution, kicked it off, and man, it it just, it went, it just went gangbusters on them. Well, y'all, if you have, if you know anybody that's in the military, if you know anybody that is a service member that has a story... I'm not asking. I'm, I'm. I'm. This is not me begging for you to send stories my way or anything. I don't want you to think that's what this is about. This is really about getting them and encouraging them to say, "Hey, I hear about these stories. I don't know if they're happening to you or not, or if you know anybody that's happened to them." Encourage them to speak out and speak up because people need that voice. They need to understand that you know you care about them. One thing that I've learned from victims of rape victims of sexual assault victims of you know harassment and everything is that they feel that people normal people don't care about them people that don't go through these issues don't care about them and that could be far from the case because we care about our you know we care about our friends and family we care about our loved ones and the fact that somebody would go through something that traumatic you know like a rape and feel so alone just shows how cold our society really is. That we don't talk to our friends enough. We don't share these conversations. Because obviously you don't want to share. You don't want to talk about rape and molestation. And sexual assault. And, and open polite society. Right? I mean nobody goes and says. Hey did you hear about this rape case this weekend? No. You kind of say it in hushed tones. Even when I talk to people about my podcast. I have to kind of give them a trigger warning. Like look. this. Well, I talk about some sensitive subjects. Because it, it is triggering. I will say that it is triggering for some people, people that go through that and they're still dealing with that trauma and haven't properly healed from that trauma. They're going to be triggered. They're going to be they're going to be traumatized by it. There's a lady that I know who had a very bad, bad story. I I just I I don't even want to go into details because I don't want to I don't want her if she is listening. I don't want her to know, you know, that it's about her. Right. But the fact that I was talking with her husband about certain cases like this, she was shaken because she was traumatized because it was that bad, right? 
so that's that so there's the flip side to it all right so people ask me jeremy so when do we talk to people about this when do we let people know obviously you know a person who is raped is not going to say hey i was raped everybody until they're comfortable with healing right I don't know the right answers. I'm just a blue-collar, truck-driving guy. I don't have all these answers. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going through this world like the rest of y'all are. I just stop sitting on the sidelines because it just these stories just tear my heart up. And I want to help bring a positive change to people's lives. Let them know what's going on. Remember Vanessa again. Remember her story. Remember her name. Her name is what sparked off this revolution. That's what it is. It's a revolution. It's changing what the military is doing to our service members. The only reason I even have you know know about Lady D is because of Vanessa Gann. The only reason I even know about another lady that told me the other day that she was in the military and that she was raped and pregnant and had to come back home, had to come back home from overseas and then have an abortion. You know. That's traumatic on a woman. As a man, I'll never know what that feels like, right? Obviously, as a man, I will never know what a woman that goes through that feels like. But as a human being who has compassion and empathy for his fellow mankind, it, my heart breaks and, and, and just... I, I just have this... Like a feeling of being powerless... Because you want to protect good people, right? Even if even if they're just acquaintances, you want to protect good people in your life. I mean, just, they deserve it. People deserve protection, right? They deserve to know that, that somebody's going to fight for them. So all I can say is just, you know, talk to the people in your lives that you know that, that have gone through this. Let them know that you care about them and that you you know want to know if there's anything that they can do. Let's go get coffee. Let's talk about it. Go find support groups for them and say, hey, I I I know about this group for you. Obviously, I you know maybe I don't know what you went through, but these people do. Maybe they can help you as well. That would mean so much to them. That'd mean the world to them that you care about them. I think that's all I'm asking is that the world just cares a little bit more. That they actually talk to one another stop being buried in your phones put them down for a second there was a time we didn't used to have these things in our faces obviously it's they're a great invention nothing wrong with them i just think sometimes we just need a little less screen time a little more face to face with the people in our lives we care about and so i got a few announcements a few things to talk about regarding the podcast and if you if you want to turn off after this point, that's fine because there's no more to this story. Uh, I think I've shared what I can with it, and I'm not going to ramble. So anyway, guys, just a few announcements. Uh, I tried to get onto Apple Podcast to no avail. I cannot recover my old Apple ID, so I have to create a new one under a new email. Thanks, Apple. You're great. Oh. <sighs> Because I don't remember the answers to my security questions that I created over 10 years ago. No, I don't know where I was at on January 1st, 2020. No, I don't remember who my best teacher was. No, I don't remember the first album I had. Oh well. You're screwed. 
just be careful on the security questions that you ask, y'all, because you might need them one day. I'd say keep it simple. Name it something stupid like September or whatever. I don't know. Give them just a stupid answer. Maybe that will work. Maybe you'll remember that. Anyway, but I am on Google Podcast. They're keeping it current and up to date. I saw episode 7 was on there this morning, so that's a good thing. Also, I'm finding out that I can add some songs, maybe, to the to the podcast. I'm going to try to do... I, I So on TikTok, I have this song from uh, Sick Kick Music, and it's just a cool beat that I like. I don't know why I like it. I just, I'm mesmerized by it, I guess. I think he did a good one. I, some, I think a song called G, G-O-M-D or whatever, or something like that. I, I don't know if he made it or if it's from some other song somewhere else that he just chopped and screwed up. I don't know, but I like Sick Kick. I think he makes some good songs, so I I like that song in particular. So I'm going to try to either do it at the beginning or at the end of my podcast, trying to get better, y'all. Obviously, I'm not doing all the ums and you knows and rights and all the other speaking mistakes that I made on episode one. Cause I, and look, I've seen the huge drop-off from episode one to the subsequent episodes. Obviously, I'm going to be getting better. And I've said obviously too many freaking times already. It's a lot to try to speak and process at the same time. So bear that in mind. And I don't do this full time. I'm about to get off of here and go do my truck driving job now. That's what I do. So I try to drop episodes whenever I can. Just be patient, alright? If you need to find out any more information about the show or you want to see any posts I make, I'm on Facebook. It's called a Man Apart Podcast. It's open to the public. Just join and share. If you got any stories you want to reach out to me about, you can find me on there. You can find me on uh, TikTok under JDogChewy216. That's my TikTok. Just, uh, co- you know, if you can't get to send a message to me, make a comment on one of my videos and say, hey, I'm trying to reach out to you. Follow me back. And I'll follow you back and we can talk from there as well. You can also find me on like I said, on Facebook, and I'll reach out to me, and I'll I'll get with you on there as well. Well, guys, that was it's the end of episode eight. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope you find it a little bit more better than the last couple episodes. I have a few more stories to tell. I'm lining up survivor stories. If you know any survivors or people that have had any different experiences involving the realm of what I'm ta- been talking about, please tell them to call me. Please tell them to contact me. I'm looking for people who are falsely accused of rape and and pedophilia and other things and beat those charges and what life was like for them afterward, the aftermath of being falsely accused. I'm also looking for stories of men who have been raped and uh, molested or anything of that sort of nature because there's no shortage of women. They're going through this. That they're willing to speak. I know it's a lot of harder subject for a man to speak. Obviously, I, you know, if you don't want to talk to me about it, that's fine. You can write your story down if you want to as well, and I don't have to use your name. Um, I just want to, you know, be able to give you a voice if you want it, and if you don't, that's fine too. I understand. Uh, people who who know the procedures, I actually have a lady that's going to come up, that's going to come on the show, and we're going to interview her. And in a future episode, I don't know when, but I got to to hammer out all those details with her for the interview. But talk about procedures, about what happens when your child is either raped or molested. What do you need to do? 
get in touch with organizations uh, as far as I'm going to start doing some podcasts on organizations and what they do so you guys can reach out to people as well to see if you can help and donate or just to even see what they are about. One particular project I heard about, it was from the Jill Jones Bought by the Hour podcast that she was a part of. It's called Project Polaris, and it's a, it's about human trafficking and uh, prostitution rings and things of that sort of nature and what they do to fight and combat those type of things. Uh, and there's, of course, uh, Guardians of the Children. It's one of my near and dear uh, organizations that I hold close to my heart that I've always had a lot of respect for. So I'm going to be doing some podcasts on them as well to give them coverage, to give them, to boost them up. And that's really it, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that uh, you keep listening and keep tuning in. And I'm going to keep broadcasting. All right, y'all. Have a good day. I love y'all and be safe and keep your kids safe. Be blessed. Bye. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion, unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you.